Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. The world loves superheroes. The world is obsessed with superheroes. Iron Man, uh, the Hulk, Captain America, Spider-Man, Superman, Thor, Wonder Woman, Batman, Black Panther, Ant-Man, Hercules for some of the old school ones, uh, Wolverine, uh, Popeye for those who remember Popeye. I loved Popeye. Everyone over 50 was like, yay, Popeye. Everyone under 50 was like, who the heck's Popeye? I wasn't really a superhero, but he was more of a, a thing for the kids to eat spinach, wasn't it? You know, it was kind of the, eat your spinach. My favorite was always Superman and Wolverine. Wolverine was always my favorite. I don't know Wolverine, why Wolverine. He's quite aggressive, but at school I used to sharpen my pencils and I would stick three pencils in each hand and run around with like sharp pencils and like dag people uh, in the arm. There's hundreds of superheroes, actually thousands of them if you start researching them. Over the last 20 years, superhero movies have made over $25 billion. The last 20 years, like it's, I did a bit of a Google uh, search and that's what, as best I could find, adding up all the movies. Uh, like the Avengers that came out um, a few, few months ago or last year was, I think it was $1.2 billion in the opening weekend. Just in one weekend. Like, there is a lot of money uh, and a lot of focus movies. Which is my first point. Why do we like superheroes? Why do we all like superheroes? Maybe it's because of their powers and all the cool things that they can do. Maybe it's because they always save the day. Uh, or the way they make us feel. Or maybe it's their stories. Some of us now haven't really ever researched some of the stories. We've just maybe watched the movies but never known the stories behind the characters. Here's a couple of stories about some of the, uh, the characters. So Batman. Batman is a secret identity of a businessman named Bruce Wayne. Uh, when he was only a child, he saw his mum and, and dad murdered in front of him. The murder of his parents led him to train himself to be physically strong and to make a, key, uh, a heap of cool gadgets to help him fight crime in Gotham City. We see a man who used his pain to fight evil instead of do evil. What about Superman? We all love Superman. Uh, he, was the, he was adopted by a farm couple from Kansas. They raised him and called him Clark. Uh, early on in his childhood, uh, he displayed various superhuman abilities, which as he grew up, he used them to help people instead of using his powers for selfish gain. People called him Superman. He could fly, all that sort of stuff, bulletproof. Remember, he was a kid who was adopted, okay? And he could have been like bitter and all that sort of stuff, but he used uh, his life for good. What about Captain America? I do like Captain America. He's kind of cool. Uh, Steve Rogers, this is his story, was a scrawny fine arts student growing up dur during the Great Depression. His alcoholic father died when Steve was a child, and his mother passed away from ill health after he graduated from high school. Uh, in early 1940s, Steve attempted to join the army, but was too small and got bullied and beaten up all the time. Failing to pass physical requirements, he was invited to volunteer for Operation Rebirth. Uh, it was a project intended to enhance U.S. soldiers to the height of physical perfection, like Ash. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw it in there. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> Captain America. Captain Transformations. Um, totally distracted, sorry, man. Uh, he gets injected with the serum. Uh, he grows big and strong and nearly invincible. 
And he could have used his strength to beat up all the people that bullied him over the years and rob banks and all that, but he used his power to help win a war. And the last one, what about Spider-Man? We all like Spider-Man. Spider-Man lost both his parents at a young age and he struggled with uh, social interaction. He suffered from bullying and led an uninteresting home life. Uh, All that changed, however, when he was bitten by a radioactive spider, which gave him the incredible strength and the ability to cling to walls and give him spider sense to alert him from danger. At first, Peter tried to use his powers for his own gain, competing in wrestling matches uh, to earn money to help his uncle and auntie. Uh, After one of the competitions, uh, the owner stiffed him out of the money he earned, and Peter left a thief that was stealing the money escape and refused to stop the robbery. Later, Peter discovered, well, Spider-Man, which was Peter, discovered his Uncle Ben had been murdered by the thief that he could have stopped. Uh, From that day on, Peter used his powers to protect those who couldn't protect themselves, uh, even when it nearly cost him everything. Spider-Man could have been bitter at the world because he had lost his parents and all the things that had happened, but he didn't. He used his powers to help others. That's just four stories, but if you start reading, I know they're just characters, but you start reading all the stories... These superhero stories, they all had a reason to hate the world or be bitter at life, but they overcame uh, their tragedies and their pain and turned it into the fuel to help others. We're all drawn to superheroes, aren't we? We all love watching the movies. We love hearing their stories. But why do we love superheroes so much? Like, what is it? What is it about somebody saving the day? Which leads me to my next point. We are all broken and need a hero. We are all broken and need a hero. There's a desire for us uh, to want to look for some, like, look, to look to someone, for someone to save the day. You only have to look at this world to see uh, the brokenness and the craziness in it that we need a hero. I mean, broken families sickness, poverty, abuse, uh, depression, anxiety, crime, drugs, terrorism, financial turmoil, fear of the future. The, the, the list is, excuse me, as lunch is coming up. Oh, stay down, Jesus, no. <laughs> um, fear of the future, all these things that swamp us. Well, the Bible tells us uh, the story of what happened and why we are all broken Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as sin entered through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Because all sinned. You know, we are all broken and born into this broken world. We didn't have a choice in the matter. Uh, You see, Adam and Eve, uh, right back at the start of time, a lot of you know this, some may not, uh, they were told not to eat from the tree uh, and they disobeyed. And when they did that, all the bad stuff came into the world. You know, God is good. Sometimes, you know, you see those insurance claims, it was an act of God that all this stuff happened. No, it's just an act of our sin-fallen world that bad stuff happens. God, and people blame God saying he's he's bad, but God can only be good. It's in his nature to just be good. Uh, Right back at the start of time, God created everything perfect, okay? Everything was perfect. Uh, He created us to be in relationship with the Father. God was our Father, and we had relationship, and Adam and Eve walked, and it was just, it was all good. 
Uh, but sin is what separated us from God. Sin is what brought the brokenness into our life. Sin is what, uh, you know, made us need that desire to want a hero, to want a savior. Uh, but God created us to have a choice in life. That's why the stuff happened. Yeah, God didn't want us to be robots. I've said this before, like God didn't want us to, you know, he, he could have created everyone to just automatically love him, couldn't he? He could have just been like, I'll just make everyone to love me and they'll just always be like, yes, Father, and they'll just be like robots. But God didn't want that. I mean, nobody likes hanging around someone uh, who, who's hanging around you because they have to. You know, that friend that's kind of like, oh, yeah, or normally it's like the younger brother or sister back in the day. I was always the younger brother that always had to hang around my brother because, you know, we had to go to youth and church events and mum and dad were away. And, and, and Steve just never wanted me there. You know, it was kind of just like, oh, I just got to, he's got to be there because I got to look after him. Nobody likes that. You know, we all want friends uh, to hang around us because they like us. And it's the same with God. God wants us to choose him. Okay, he doesn't want us to just, you know, be a robot. He wants us to choose him. But with choices come good and bad decisions. And the human race has made a lot of bad decisions over the last few thousand years, which leads to brokenness and pain. You know, our untamed flesh does stupid things sometimes. Actually, our untamed flesh does stupid things all the time. <laughs> just writing that down. All the time. Uh, you know what it's like if we don't fight the sin nature uh, that we are born with, because we're all born with that, um, we get off track real fast. And uh, I remember I preached one Sunday here, and then I was hopped on the bike, and I left, and I, I literally got to the uh, Biddeford Street traffic light. I didn't even get to Biddeford Street. It was Demacamp Road traffic lights, and this person cut me off. Oh, I remember. I was so angry. I literally preached, and it was literally 10 minutes after I preached. Here I am waving my hand at this person right up the, right up the back of that tail, just like red mist, you know. And I was, and it literally, I started laughing in my helmet going, what the heck am I doing? Here I am 10 minutes before, like, Jesus loves you, just pouring out my spirit. Bill. The next one, I'm about to knock this guy's head off. And I'm like, it's just, isn't it? Like, it's actually... The sin nature can just be there. It, it, it's just in there. And like obviously the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we surrender to him and, and, he, and he cleanses us and he washes us clean. But it's there if we don't tame it. You know what I mean? It's just like it's always just kind of there. And that's we just need the Spirit of God to, to help us. It's easy to get angry uh, and rude, isn't it? It's just so easy. But we need to fight the flesh. We need to let the Spirit of God take over. And we're all broken and need a saviour and a hero. But God looked down from heaven. A lot of you know this story, but God looked down from heaven and said, I will fix this, and I will make a way for people to be connected to me again. I will send a hero who will save the day. A hero to save the day. I will send Jesus, my son, to die for the sins of the world, but not just die, he rose again. And a lot of times, you know, we focus on the death of Jesus, which is so, you know, it was so huge and he took all our sins. But it's the, ri it's the rising to life that is the huge part about it, isn't it? You know, uh, uh, there's so many other religions and things, and you can actually go see their grave. But you can't see the, well, you can go see the grave of Jesus, and it's just an empty tomb. Because he rose from the dead, conquering sin and death for us. That's a real hero. I don't know about you, but that is a real hero hero and he came to set us free from our sin my third point is jesus is the greatest hero pretty much what i've been talking about the whole night he is the greatest 
hero. You know, I love superhero movies. I love talking about them and I love watching them and I watched one last weekend. Like I just, they're cool. They're fun. They're exciting. Um, And it's evident that we do because of the $25 billion that we all spend on uh, superhero movies. And I reckon in this room, who's never seen a superhero movie in this room? Like, that's what I mean, like, who has seen a superhero movie of some sort? That's what I mean, like, everybody's seen a Superman or a Batman or or one of those things. But as we know, they are just man-made stories. Okay, man-made stories, and they're just actors. Like, Thor is not actually, Chris Hemsworth is not actually Thor. (laughs) Just letting you know if you didn't know that. He's just like, he's just like Ash. Okay, like, probably... Probably not even as good as Ash, actually. <laughs> this, this, this guy's spirit-filled. This guy's a legend. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just he's just a human being. And sometimes we get so caught up in the movies and those things that we, we actually forget that they're actually just movies. Like, it's just, they're just fake. But Jesus is real. Jesus is real, and he is alive. He's actually, he's actually real. You know, it's, it's so easy sometimes to just put Jesus in that category. And a lot of young people do that. It's kind of just like, yeah, you know, it's Superman and Batman and Santa Claus and Mickey Mouse and Jesus. And it all just, it all just gets sort of mixed in there. Like, it's just another cool thing to think about that maybe I can just, yeah. But no, Jesus is the one that's up here, right at the point. These are all just fake. He is the hero, the real hero. He really is. You know, his time on earth uh, had some pretty cool stories, some pretty, some pretty cool stories. And I wish more movies were made about the Bible and the life of Jesus. I know they're slowly getting up with it. There's the Paul movie, which I haven't actually seen, but Rachel's just told me three times I have to see uh, the Paul movie. And, and they're starting to, to, to make movies out of the Bible and true stories, not just fake uh, comic books. Um, but Jesus did some pretty cool things. One day he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, that's like five Big Macs and two fillet of fish burgers turned into 5,000 of them. Like, can you just, just picture that? Like 5,000 Big Macs in the room right now. Like that's, smell would be amazing. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. He also raised the dead. Uh, John 11, 41 to 44. It's a, it says, so then, uh, so they took away the, the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Uh, when he said this, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and of cloth uh, and around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. I haven't studied the, the, the grave or anything, but I'm pretty sure there was more dead people in that grave. It was like, I think it was more of a shared grave. And I'm thinking, if you notice he said, Lazarus, come out. Otherwise, if he just said, come out, there would have been like, oh, like 50 people coming out. You've got to think he actually said, Lazarus. And also, you've got to think of the picture of that. Like, I don't know if you've, I just, when I read this, the Bible comes alive to me. Like, just think about it. Like, he's just come out. It's around his head. Look, it says, uh, feet wrapped in his strips of linen and cloth around his face. So he's just come out, and I bet you, like, he was probably got a sense of humor, this guy. So he's like, and he's probably, like, doing Chewbacca, just coming out of the grave. Just think of the picture there, like, I don't know, that I, my, my ADD mind goes off track, but I just, I just think it's, it's a cool story, but it's kind of funny at the same time. Um, Jesus walked on water, on top of the water. 
not just on some puddles, like people say, or it was low tide and it was, there was a reef. I'm like, you know, people try, I used to see people trying to argue it out, I'm like, a reef, as if there's a reef out there, come on, from the shore to the boat. Uh, it says here in Matthew 14, 22, 33, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go, go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside to pray by himself. Later that night, he was, uh, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffered by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. That's pretty cool, walking on the water. Pretty scary, pretty of an interesting thing, being fishing and seeing someone walk on the water. He healed the sick. He healed the lame. He set people free from controlling addictions, and he raised the dead. You know, Jesus did some pretty amazing things while he was here on earth. And this is, again, not a Marvel comic. This is the truth. This is what happened. But the main thing was uh, he came to set us free from our sins. He came to set all mankind's free from their sin and be their greatest hero. He came 2,000 years ago and died on a cross to save us for our sin. John 3.16, some of you will know this, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But have eternal life. The reason Jesus is the greatest hero is because he set us free from our sins and he made a way for us to the Father. He made a way for us to the Father. But he didn't just do that. He left an instruction manual for us to live called the Bible. He left an instruction manual for us. I think that's kind of cool, you know, when you are, I've said this a million times before, but when you have to put something together and the instruction manual's lost, oh man, it's crazy. It's really hard. Like uh, I did... How many flat packs have I built in our family in the last couple of months? About seven flat packs, like a tall boy about this big with like, I'm probably that big, probably this big, with about eight drawers. And uh, if you lose the instruction manual or you, you do something wrong, it's just chaos. You need the instruction manual. You've got to follow it step by step. And the Bible is the manual for life. It really, really is. And Jesus left that for us as a guide of how we should live, which is so cool. It tells the stories of his life. The Bible is the movie of Jesus' life. For those who read, it is the movie of his life. But he also sent his Holy Spirit to live in us, to give us the power to overcome and to preach and to raise the dead and to heal the sick. He, he left us the Holy Spirit. It's another whole message on that. How many superheroes have done that? You know, like saved all mankind, left an instruction manual on how to, how to, to live life and then given you power so you can do it yourself. Like that is cool. But the Bible says that we will do greater things than Jesus did through the Holy Spirit. So I've just talked about the things that Jesus did. And then the Bible says we can do greater things. John 14, 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. When he goes to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit for us, gives us the power to do these things. Greater things than Jesus did. I don't know about you, but that, uh, that gets me excited and think, wow, like that, 
You know, have you ever thought of that? Greater things. He raised the dead. Like, he healed the sick. He did those things. And he's called us to do that. We carry the power of Jesus on the inside of us. I don't know about you, but that's cool. That is cool. And we are, we are made to live bigger lives than just the average life. Just the average life. We're, we're created for more. We're created to leave a mark on this world. We are created to leave a mark on this world and, and, and created to point people to Jesus, the greatest hero. And, you know, living a Christian life is the most exciting life you can ever live. It really is. And, and if, don't let people tell you it's boring. If people are, oh, boring being a Christian. No, it's not. It's totally not. And if you think it's boring for some people, you're probably not living a Christian lifestyle because like Christian lifestyle is like, it's on edge. Like, it's awesome. It's like, you know, praying for people, seeing people saved, healed, transformed. Like, that is not a boring life. And with Jesus on your side, you will do amazing things. Now, we shine the love of Jesus and point people to the hero that Jesus is. By the Holy Spirit that's in us, people see Jesus through us. It's not about us, like, oh, I healed this person, sweet. No, it's we heal this person through the power of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, it's like we point people to Jesus, the greatest superhero. We're all looking for a hero. We all are. Our spirits are looking for a hero, and that hero is Jesus. We all have a Jesus Jesus-shaped void inside of us is what some people say. Like, we all have this void inside of us that will never be fulfilled until we let Jesus... I just wish everyone would understand that. Everyone in the world would understand that. And as I said before, remember, Jesus is real. He's not Marvel. He's not DC. Okay? <laughs> he is real. And as I said before, the Holy Spirit can live in and through you. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.